Hello and welcome to the worldwide broadcast of the Ted and Austin Brower Show, bringing you the latest world news and health research. Hope everyone is having a blessed day today. As always, a lot of news going on we're going to get into. But one thing I wanted to bring up starting off is I didn't talk about this on Monday because I was kind of researching it more. More and more of these vaccine programs, these these tests, these phase three trials that are in place are being halted or paused all over the place right now. If you guys saw on Monday, Johnson & Johnson, the Johnson & Johnson company, the one that's been in literally numerous lawsuits and paid out hundreds of billions of dollars due to products that caused serious health conditions to people, has now on Monday said they halted their COVID-19 vaccine trial because one of the participants had become sick with a, and I quote, serious adverse event. Now, they will not say what it was, and they said it's just a pause right now. Now, of course, we also know that AstraZeneca, the same uh, company I talked to, uh, a similar company, doing a phase three COVID-19 vaccine trial back on September 9th, I went into detail on it, also halted their phase three trial because one of the participants suffered a serious adverse reaction. And that one I was actually able to dig up. Remember I told you guys it was actually a serious inflammation disorder of the myelin sheath in the spinal column, and it actually causes slow paralysis all the way down to being completely and totally unfunctionally bedridden where you cannot even hold your bowels. That's what they diagnosed it with. And, of course, they haven't said anything about that now since that got released. And that was back on September 9th. Now we had another drug company, Ellie Lilly, announced yesterday it is pausing a trial of the experimental drug similar to the one that President Trump claimed to have cured COVID-19. So it's some other drug they've been working on. They have now paused it due to adverse events. I don't know how to keep saying this, but not only do we not need a COVID vaccine, as we've already seen now, herd immunity from natural exposure is pretty much already where it needs to be with this. Just about everybody's either contracted, have been exposed to it, or is going to get it, and most people that have gotten it don't even know they've gotten it. We don't need a vaccine for this. A really, really bright medical doctor years ago, real smart, real, real respected. He's not with us anymore. I spoke to him one time on vaccines, and he wasn't completely anti-vaccine. He was very pro-vaccine choice, what you want to do. And he said, the issue we've run into now in the medical community, Austin, he said before, for a vaccine to even be warranted, it had to be incredibly contagious, meaning it spread very easily, and it had to be incredibly deadly. It had to be both of those criteria, not just one. So it had to be very easy to transmit, and it had to be very, very deadly if you contracted it. And I said, okay. And he said, the issue is now, he goes, the vast majority of vaccines out there for specific viruses or so-called diseases never match that criteria. For example, chickenpox. Chickenpox is contagious, but it's not deadly whatsoever, especially if you're young and you contract it. I've had chickenpox. Just about everybody I know had chickenpox. Once you get it, you get it. You never get it again. You get lifelong immunity. But now, pharmaceutical company found that they can start forcing children to take multiple doses of chickenpox vaccines, which are unbelievably toxic. I'm going to get into detail on those. And again, increasing the vaccine revenue. So he said, we've found ourselves in a quandary here because now once we have the ability to start pumping out vaccines for every single sniffle, cold, virus, or 
anything that occurs, you start having a need for the vaccine, allegedly a fake need for the vaccine because people need to take it. That's what COVID-19 vaccine is being is happening to it now. There is no need for it. It is very contagious, but as we have already seen now, it is not deadly whatsoever in its current form. If you are very, very sick and you're on multiple medications and you have significantly impaired immune system and you're 70, 80 years old in a nursing home, yes, it can be deadly. But that does not mean the entire populace needs a COVID-19 vaccine. It still does not fit that criteria. And so I encourage everybody, wake up and get your friends and family awake about this COVID vaccine because I'll be honest with you, you got to be, I mean, somebody's got to be a real bumbling idiot to get this vaccine now. But when you have multiple, multiple vaccine manufacturers that are halting their program because of serious adverse conditions. And people go, well, this is normal in vaccine trials. This happens all the time. Really? This happens all the time with a vaccine that we don't even need, that we didn't even ask for, that isn't even warranted for a virus that's already got natural herd immunity. We need to be risking our lives and our well-being and our long-term health to get this vaccine? No. I'll argue that all day long, and I'll put facts up to back my argument. So, again, I'm putting this information out there because now you have Gates, Bill Gates, who did an interview yesterday on NBC, and he said that himself and Dr. Fauci had become the target of what is called baseless anti-vaxxer conspiracy theories. (laughs) And he said, the two people who are targeted the most are Dr. Fauci and myself. He said, mass compliance in the United States is quite poor. Given that we tell people to wear clothes, I don't think of it as some ultra-important freedom thing that there's another part of your body we're asking you to cover up. That's right, Bill Gates. I guess we're just in, you know, Africa now in a Muslim territory and everybody seems to cover themselves from head to toe including women I guess that's where we're going with this now let's not even address the fact that we have serious issues with masks including lesions bacterial ammonia asthma O2 deprivation all those the list goes on and on and on from wearing a mask all day long Let's not talk about that at all. So it's just you need to do it because it's your duty to wear a mask. This guy is complete and total globalist banker cutout. And remember, just days ago, he said the world wouldn't return to normal until zero COVID situation was achieved, which would require a large percentage of the total global population to take a second super effective COVID vaccine that may even be years away. So we now have this individual who is completely and totally coming out now and acting like he dictates U.S., not just U.S., global policy. Now, it's funny, it's important to note that Bill Gates' influence over the media was exposed earlier this year. Most people didn't even see this. When a nonprofit group found that the Gates Foundation has donated over $250 million to different major media outlets. This is why he gets so much airtime. This is why he says whatever he wants. And this is why the interviewers that basically talk to him nod their head and agree with him every single interview he has on his prime time ad networks that he gets. This is what's going on right now. Wake up and make sure everybody else is realizing this COVID vaccine cannot be accepted because here's the problem even if a small percentage of the population say 10 percent of the population get this vaccine not even going to get into the adverse effects and the health problems and long-term issues if they accept it it's going to show the globalist bankers that we are willing to accept anything and everything they put in front of us including these ridiculous masks that's what the masks have been 
from the very beginning is a compliance factor to see how compliant the general population will be with completely and totally erroneous directives. I mean, I'm sure all of our listeners, you guys have seen it now. You go places, people are walking around wearing masks. I know you've seen it. This is what they're trying to do, and this is what they're going to try to do with the vaccines once they roll out, is get as many people to comply, and then they're going to start saying, well, guess what? Look at these people. They complied. They're fine now. They don't have to wear a mask. They can open up their business and live freely. You need to do the same thing. This is where it's going, and this is what the lockdowns are all about. So please get this information out there, spread the truth, and wake up as many people as you can, Deb. Uh, excellent, Austin. And also we have to look at viral shedding. We have to look at the mess that Bill Gates did with polio in India and also all the mess that's gone on with measles over the years. And, of course, the chicken pox and the, 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 the herpes virus and all the other crazy nonsense that causes. Guys, you know, we have to take a stop here for a second and just look at this and say, wait a minute, who's doing this, why are they doing it, and what's the long-term objective? You know, when you have a vaccine that's injected into you and you're using live vaccine or an oral vaccine and it gets into the intestinal tract, and what ends up happening is the body allows it to start to mutate in the intestinal tract, especially with these oral vaccines. And when they come back out of the body through the feces, they've changed. And now they're worse than they were when they started. And see, this is what happened with the polio live vaccine they did in India and throughout the world with Bill Gates when they ran him out of the countries. They had enough of this guy. He's a... He's a well, you know what it is. And, and the problem with all of this stuff is now they want to do it to us. So what's going to happen? Are we going to have viral shedding here? Is it going to mutate to something worse? If 10% of the population gets this, are they going to actually become unbelievably toxic carriers of who knows what? I don't know. But it's not worth the risk. It's like, you know, the doctor we're talking about is a guy by the name of Todd. He's a great guy. He's dead now. Died at 52, 53 years of age. Sad story. But the problem is, is that, you know, we've got to take a look at the long-term implications. I have another talk show host, a friend of mine. Her mom got the swine flu vaccine back in the 70s and has been paralyzed since then, paralyzed from this. So we have to ask ourselves a question. Is it really worth the risk? And the answer is absolutely no. Austin was very clear about that. The problem is it's not about becoming clear of COVID. It has nothing to do with that. It's about injecting you with an RNA vaccine to change your DNA and to inject you with a chip, some type of tracking mechanism to get you to comply. That's what the whole thing with the COVID mask is all about. We talked about the vaccine could be the mark of the beast. We don't know. The problem is they're to the point now where they want to implement their next agenda. They want to take us to human 2.0. I mean, pretty much everything we've been told is a lie. You got to go back and you got to look at how these Kabbalists have done all of this over the years and who they are and what they are. This, this synagogue of Satan. People say, well, where, where do you get that term synagogue of Satan? Well, that, that's right out of the Bible. It's right out of Revelation chapter 3. And what they're talking to is they're talking to the church of Philadelphia, to the angel of the, this is chapter 3, verse 7, to the angel of the church of Philadelphia, right? These are the words of him who is holy and true, who holds the key of David. What he opens, no one can shut, and what he shuts, no one can open. I know your deeds. See, I have placed before you an open door that no one can shut. I know that you have little strength, yet you have kept my word, and you have not denied my name. I will make those who are of the synagogue of Satan, who claim to be Jews, though they are not, but they are liars, I will make them come and fall at your feet and acknowledge that I've loved you. Now, in addition to that, he talks about the church 
of Laodicea. These are the words of the Amen, the faithful and true witnesses, the ruler of God's creation. I know your deeds, that you are neither hot nor cold. I wish that either you were either one or the other. Because you're lukewarm, neither hot nor cold, I'm about to vomit you out of my mouth. You say I am rich and I have acquired wealth and do not need a thing, but you do not realize that you are wretched, pitiful, poor, blind, and naked. Guys, this is the group of people he's talking to that are neither hot nor cold. These are the ones that are the fence riders, and these are the ones that basically are in the pulpit today. The guys who are basically up there who are the name it, claim it, blab it, grab it boys. Now, there are some really good preachers that have really, really stood the test of time. You know, we have one up in North Carolina who's absolutely amazing. His name's Rumsfeld. He's amazing. Hardcore Christian leader who goes by what the Word of God says. And he preaches repentance and change and truth in the pulpit, from the pulpit. But there are, most of them don't do this. Years ago, there was a big scandal in England. Let me just give you a little history real quick. It happened in 1936. It was a constitutional crisis in the British Empire when King Edward Emperor VIII proposed to marry Wallace Simpson. She was an American socialite who was divorced from her first husband and was pursuing the divorce of her second. The marriage was opposed by the governments of the United Kingdom, controlled by the Rothschild banking world, who wanted to have World War II. Now stay with me for a second. They wanted World War II to create a huge amount of, how should I say, hatred and death among the Jewish people to force them to leave Europe in order to create Palestine in order to create, to take, take Palestine and create Israel and create a third temple and bring back the Antichrist. I'm adding this to Wikipedia. I'm telling you what happened. Now, King Edward, basically, the eighth, he was a German sympathizer and he also liked Adolf Hitler and he did not want to have war with Germany. Well, the governments couldn't have that. The government of England couldn't have that. They had to find a way to force him to abdicate the crown. The marriage was opposed by the governments of the United Kingdom and the dominions of British Commonwealth. Religious, legal, political, and moral objections were raised as the British monarch, Edward, was the nominal head of the Church of England. Therefore, he could have given himself a waiver to marry this woman and still maintain the kingship, but they wanted him gone because the Church of England did not allow divorced people to remarry in a church if their ex-spouses were still alive. So all of this stuff happened to get him off the throne because he did not want war with Germany. And they couldn't have that. They All they wanted to do was go in, because they were backing Hitler, and create a massive conflict in the world, World War II. So what ended up happening, he abdicated. He, he left. He just he basically resigned as monarch. Instead, he wasn't going to be involved in it anymore. Well, then what happened is after he abdicated, <laughs> excuse me, he actually went to Germany and he met with Hitler at the, at the Eagle's Nest. Austin and I have been there. In fact, if you're part of Sharon's, you know, my, 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 our Instagram, the ST Brower Instagram account, I'm going to send you a click, about a five-second, ten-second clip of this area of the Eagle's Nest in Germany. 
Okay, I'm going to send that to you today. You know, it's going to be on Instagram. So in October 1937, the Duke and Duchess, now because he lost his longer keys, now Duke visited Germany against the advice of the British government. They didn't want him to go to the British because, again, the British government was anti-Hitler, anti-Germany, pro-Israel formation because the British government for over 100 years at this point was being controlled through the Rothschild banking cartel because they had basically seized power. And the Duke met Hitler at his Eagle's Nest retreat. And that's, that's, that's also called Ober Salzburg. Okay? The visit was much publicized in the German media. During the visit, the Duke actually gave a full Nazi salute, which is a Roman salute. In an article for the New York Daily News and Chicago Tribune, the 13th of December, 1966, the Duke wrote that in 1937, Hitler persuaded him it was in Britain's, listen to this, this is so important, listen to this, stop for a second and listen to me, please. He wrote, he said that Hitler persuaded him it was in Britain's best interest and in Europe's interest too that Germany be encouraged to strike east and smash communist for communism forever. Okay, This was when Hitler was coming off the chain with the Rothschild banking cartel because they're the ones that had taken over Russia. And Hitler wanted to get rid of all of them. So he said he wanted to go in and get rid of communism forever. And he goes, I thought the rest of us could be the fence sitters while the Nazis and the Reds slogged it out. In other words, he wasn't going to go to war against Germany. He says that right here, and he wanted Germany to get rid of the problems associated with the communists. The problem is England's government was being controlled by the Rothschilds, who are Kabbalist communists. So I want to give you that little bit of history right there so you'll know what was going on and what happened with England and why he abdicated. Now, I read you this information because Edward was basically the head of the Church of England and he abdicated his responsibilities and walked away from basically being king. This is the same problem that we have right now in the United States with our pastors in the pulpit. Now, you guys knew I was going somewhere here today. This is where I'm going. Now, you say, well, what, what do you mean by that? The church right now, and this is why I read you that, that passage about they neither hot nor cold, they've gone in now and they've allowed themselves to be caught up in the light, so to speak, of what's going on with America today, what's going on with the world today. And we need to understand that the church is in a situation where it is now neither hot nor cold. There's a really good article here by Dr. Reverend Hansen, and he goes, the terminology woke, woke is usage of a new word by Black Lives Matter, Antifa, the National Basketball Association, National Football League, Major League Baseball, liberal professors and teachers, and Democrats for describing what they call injustice or systemic racism in America, which is a falsehood. And then he goes, this is the heresy throughout the church today, condoning every manner of sin. Galatians 5.19 says, Now the works of the flesh are manifest, in which these are adultery, fornication, uncleanness, lasciviousness, idolatry, witchcraft, that's Kabbalah, guys, hatred, variances, emulsions, emulations, wrath, strife, seditions, heresies, envies, murders, drunkenness, rebel things, and such as the like. Now, he's telling you right here that there are certain things that you don't get involved with in the church. But many pastors today... They tolerate sin. They tolerate homosexuality. They encourage their listeners and their parishioners to read Harry Potter, to watch Lord of the Rings, which I won't watch any of that stuff. Yet God condemns sorcery 
in witchcraft that's promoted through the Kabbalah of the Zohar, but these guys are telling people to go in and watch this and to read these things. And guys, here's the thing we have to understand. A lot of the pastors in the pulpit have been caught up into the glitz of being a pastor. Now, let me, let me share this with you real quick. This is so important. You know, when I was on the seminar circuit years ago, it, it was amazing. I, I will tell you that. It was absolutely amazing. You get up there on a stage, and in some facilities we were in a stadium, and there were 40,000 people listening. And they introduce you to 40,000 people. And it becomes like a huge, you know, rock concert, so to speak. In other words, everybody's listening to you talk about the top 10 foods never to eat or how to improve your health or how to lower blood pressure, cholesterol, triglycerides, and blood sugar levels. And you've got to make sure that you always remember that you put your pants on one leg at a time, just like everybody else. And that God's no respecter of persons is by the grace of God and through the Holy Spirit that you're even there talking to these people. Otherwise, you get caught up in it. And you see this happen with Hollywood all the time. They get caught up in this lifestyle of, you know, notoriety. And all of a sudden they become super famous. And people start, you know, asking you all of these questions. And here's the thing. Years after I was on the circuit with these guys, I did like 100 big shows like that over the, in the 90s. I had people come up to me afterwards and they say, wow, Ted, you know, you've been doing all these shows. You've spoken to a million people at live seminars. You've been a best-selling international author. And yet you're just as nice as you were when I knew you 20 years ago. And my, my response is always, why would that not be true? Because God's no respecter of persons. See, I've learned something about life now that I'm 65 years old. Everything cycles. It goes up, it goes down. Businesses go up, businesses go down. And the thing we have to do is learn how not to operate and think we're going to be at the peak all the time. We have to find a place in the middle somewhere where we can be basically relaxed and enjoy life and understand that we're being led by the Holy Spirit and it's through the righteousness, peace, and joy through the Holy Spirit that we live a life of purpose. Last night I was you know, exchanging some voice texts with Carmen and you know, she was talking about the importance that we all be on God's work right now. And I really feel at this point in my life that I'm the exact place that God wants me to be talking to you guys right now. To me, this is more important than when I was speaking to 40,000 people at a big seminar. It really is, because I understand that you guys and myself and Austin and all of our listeners, and you guys are brothers and sisters in Christ with me, you're my family, that we're all of a like mind. And we have to be out here right now about our Father's business, doing what we need to do and telling the truth about these guys who are running the world, who are controlling the currency, who are trying to get us all vaccinated with who knows what, and expose them. So I want to thank you again for basically taking the show and sending it and forwarding it to your entire lists on your emails, on your mail accounts, on your Instagram account, on your Twitter accounts, or whatever, put links to the show. You know, they censored us pretty badly, guys. We have a big show, but they've censored us. We should be a lot bigger than we are right now. But because we've been taken off of social media, remember, they pulled me off of YouTube two and a half years ago. I mean, we're like down, finished, gone, complete, you know, finished. And we need to understand that if we don't continue to promote the show generically, it's not going to grow. There's a little little thing that came to me the other day. It said, nightclub and the pulp became a stage. The church became a carnal show to entertain the masses who are bored with the spiritual things of God. And that's where we are. I'm going to read it to you one more time. The church has turned into a nightclub, and the pulpit has become a stage. And the church became a carnal show to entertain the masses who are bored with the spiritual things of God. The reason that people are bored with the spiritual things of God is <laughs> pretty simple. 
because they haven't stayed in the word and their preachers haven't taught them the proper way to be a Christian and the real truth of what being a Christian is. They're too caught up in the things of the world. They're too caught up in their private jets. Here I go again. You think I'm joking. I'm not. I know a bunch of preachers with private jets. And don't get me wrong. I don't have a problem with a person having a plane or a private jet. I really don't. I mean, especially if they're, if they've got a really hectic schedule and they're flying all over the place and doing seminars or preaching everywhere else, but they don't need a fleet of private jets. They don't need that. They don't need to come to their congregation and say, Hey, I want a new Gulfstream 650. I need $70 million, which they do this, by the way. I mean, one of the ones out of Atlanta did this just a couple of years ago. I need you guys to give me the $70 million so I can fly around in this new jet. Guys, newsflash. A five-year-old jet or a 10-year-old jet, if it's been well-maintained, even a 20-year-old jet or a 30-year-old jet is just as good and about a 20th of the price of a new one. And so they go to their parishioners and they ask them to buy them all these things along with the Rolls Royces and everything else they have. Austin and I were, you know, at a church in Atlanta years ago and I was speaking for the pastor and he's very, very, very wealthy, very successful business guy and he's dead now. I'm not going to mention his name. And he had a brand new Rolls Royce Phantom for the church. And he had other Bentleys and other cars for the church, plus his private jets for the church. I mean, he was all about the bling and the exposure of how successful and how rich he was. Well, come to find out, he was a, basically a, a sodomite. He was taking young men into the church and basically sodomizing them. Oh, yeah, oh, yeah, oh, yeah. You didn't think the story was going to end like that, did you? And it wasn't about you know, him having the ability to be a good preacher because he was. It was the fact that he was taking these young men in the church for 16, 17, 18 years of age and dragging them off in his hotel room and, and doing you-know-what to them. And, and, and what happened in a bunch of these guys sued him for this because they looked back later on and said, hey, wait a minute, this guy took advantage of us. We were very young and very, very, you know, impressionable. He should never have done this. And I'm not saying that they're all sodomites, but I can say this to you that I know multiple ones who are. I could say that, be very clear about it. In fact, Jerry Falwell called Jim Baker a sodomite many, many times. Now, I'm not going to go any further than that with this show today, but the point is we've got to understand that what and who we're dealing with and what and who is doing all of this stuff. You know, it's interesting to me. You know, finally, an article has come out, and it's called uh, Jewish fearless since 1897 and it's called Forward and it's a basically a publication which promotes Judaism and I'm not picking on this particular publication but here's one of their latest articles by a guy by the name of Seth Rogovoy. It says, in her greatest hit, Stevie Nicks, who's a witch, who's basically a Kabbalist witch, Sabbatean Kabbalist witch, spun a Kabbalistic tale. With the news that Stevie Nicks has linked a deal with the studio to make a TV miniseries Based on her song, Rhiannon, the only question left is whether or not the show will explore the Kabbalistic depths of the 1976 hit that propelled Fleetwood Mac into the mainstream. You know, when we found out that Stevie Nicks was a witch back in the 70s, many of us stopped listening to her whatsoever. Because even we knew back then, and I wasn't even saved, that you probably don't need to go there and hang out and listen to witches and now all of a sudden, basically, Stevie Nicks is really, really upset because now she's revealing, listen to this, <laughs> Daily Mail. She says, Stevie Nicks reveals her insomnia has become so bad that she doesn't go to sleep until 8 a.m. and she needs therapy. 
Yeah, bad things happen in the middle of the night, don't they, Stevie? Things start to come to you in the middle of the night, don't they? Yeah. And you probably don't like sleeping at night, do you? You probably don't want to have any more of that going on in the side of your life and these things coming to you in the middle of the night. So now you want to stay up all night and you have to sleep during the day, probably in the bright light. Guys, there's a price to pay for these quote-unquote singers and politicians who basically follow the dark side. There really is. You know, they may have momentary material wealth. And I'm including pastors in that list now who have lost their way. They may have the jets and the planes and the trains and all the different things they want, but there's a cost to pay for all of this, and that's your mortal soul. And we need to understand that, that Hollywood is steeped in Kabbalah. It's all based on Kabbalah and witchcraft. The Hollywood, the term Hollywood, is the wood of the holly tree that is used to cast spells. All of this stuff is based in Satanism and Kabbalah out of the Zohar. And now Hollywood is in trouble. Another major studio filed bankruptcy. Another all major distribution TV, you know, these, these theaters are filing bankruptcy everywhere. Now they're going to online streaming. Disney's value by volume is down by 90%. And, you know, ding dong, the warlocks are gone with that whole group as far as I'm concerned. And we need to understand that they'll throw their own people under the bus to move forward with this agenda. Remember, they don't care if the individual stockholders who own these stocks make money or lose money. They don't care. Why? Because they print the money anyhow. They make as much money as they want. And now they're talking about completely stopping the printing of money in currency and only using digital currency. I told you it was coming to this because it's all about the flow of money as an energy field. That's how these Kabbalists see money. They see it as energy, as a flow of energy, which they can control and manipulate. They're bringing us into a new world order, into a one-world state, into a one-world religion under Lucifer. That's their goal. That's their stated goals. That's what they want. We, on the other hand, have to resist to the best of our abilities. We can't walk around wearing a mask. We can't walk around capitulating. We can't walk around saying, I'll take another shot. Go ahead and give me more shots. I've got a good friend of mine whose son is successful financially. He's like 32, 33 years old. And his son wanted to speak to me about some stuff the other day. And I told my friend, I said, I'm not going to speak to your son. He injects your grandchildren with vaccines. He's stupid. I have no interest in talking to people who can't listen to anything. Why would I waste my time talking to him when I know he's not going to listen anyhow and he's going to do what he wants to do. See, that's the attitude we all have to take. I'm being very direct now. We've got to go to where we're basically accepted, not to where we're condemned. You know, I remember a good friend of mine who was a preacher one time. He said he wanted to preach where he was celebrated, not tolerated. Guys, this is what's separating all of us now. We've all got to get to that point where we have to stand firm in the word of God. We have to get to that point where we're willing to go out and tell people the truth of who Jesus Christ is and what's going on in the world government and tell them what's happening with these major churches who refuse to teach to, to tell the truth, 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 tell the truth. And we need to be writing letters to our pastors. I had a major church pastor. I sent him that little thing the other day about churches and stages and basically becoming rock and roll bands and nightclubs and et cetera. And, of course, he texted me back and said, can you please stop sending me texts? Yeah, yeah, pretty much. If you send me one or two a week, that's fine, blah, 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 but you can't send me you know, more information than this. Why? Why is that? Because when he read that, he knew I was telling him the truth. He knew that. 
He also has a private jet and lives at a mansion on the water. And he's a great guy. He's a good friend. I love the guy. He's a great preacher, great speaker. But it's got to be about Jesus, guys. It's got to be about Christ. It's got to be about the next life, not the life that we have here. And I'm, don't get me wrong. If God blesses you and you've got a great life and you're using your money and your work to support him, I have no problem with that whatsoever. I don't. I don't. I think you have a nice home, nice car. I think that's absolutely wonderful. But the guys, listen to me. It can't be about stuff that we leave here on this planet when we leave. It has to be about the relationship with Jesus Christ. That's all that matters. That's all that's ever going to matter. Because what we do here on this earth is going to echo for eternity in the afterlife. That's a fact. And we need to understand that. And we need to make sure we keep our, you know, T's crossed and our I's dotted. And make sure we do everything according to what the God's word said. And not allow these Kabbalist infiltrators into the pulpit of the United States and around the world to have any say-so in your life whatsoever. Well, I know I've gone long on this, but I really wanted to cover this today because there's so much information on this. Also, what do you think of what's your next story, bud? Well, I just want to clarify something as well. The one individual you're talking about that wanted to speak to you, just so everybody knows this, he has been told and given numerous research, numerous information over years on end as far as about vaccinations. So it's not that Ted's basically blowing exactly. him off and isn't going to talk to him. He knows what's up. He's been told numerous times. He's been given the info. It's not just somebody, oh, I don't know anything. I want to talk to Ted. It's one thing to be ignorant about something when it comes to health, especially the children. It's another thing to be arrogantly defiant for no specific reason and say, you know what, I don't care. I know that it's probably bad. I'm going to do it anyways because you told me not to. That's two completely different things. So I wanted to clarify that as well. And also, too, you were saying something about the Fed stopping cash. I just got an email yesterday. It's interesting. Uh, I'm not going to – she's a listener. I'm not going to give her name out or anything because I don't want to get her in trouble. She works at a Bass Pro in the United States that – has basically a hotel restaurant. It's one of the big ones. I'm not even going to tell you where it is either because I don't want to. I don't want to blast anybody. I don't want to get anybody out. And she basically said that they've told her now at the restaurant that her tips will not be cashed out. They will basically go on her check. Now let me explain this real quick. If you guys have worked in server as servers before, when I was a server in college. When you get tips on a credit card, so say you have somebody that has a $50 meal, okay, and they leave you $10 as a tip on their credit card. They don't give you cash. This is why usually a lot of times I try to give servers cash, Bill. I just always do it. I'm really funny. I'm incredibly good tipper just because I was a server, so I have a real affinity to do that because I know how that job is. But anyways, so you get $10 on a credit card. It goes on your account. When you cash out at the end of the night, you go basically to the cashier and you say, hey, what's my tip out for the night? And they say, hey, you've made $122 on credit card tips. And you say, okay, and they cash you out. They pull the money out of the drawer the credit card tips basically are already in their virtual terminal. They keep them, and they cash you out, and you sign off on it. That's how it always is, how it always has been, and it's great. Also, you got cash, got all cash. They have now said at this specific Bass Pro, now I do not know if this is going to be nationwide, but obviously it's setting up, that they will no longer be doing cash tip-outs anymore. It will go on your check that you get every week for your hour server pay, you know, whatever, 3 $4 an hour it is server pay. I don't even know what it is anymore. It's three twenty-five when I was a server. It's probably gone up since then, probably 5 bucks an hour. And so you'll get all those tips on your check now. Now, the reason why they're doing this is because they're trying to deter people from getting cash 
servers, bartenders, rest, people that work in the restaurant, basically doing bartending, drinks, all that, they are probably one of the biggest cash users still in the market because a large percentage of what you do is always cash with tips when people give them to you. Because I remember even when I was a server, you know, I always always have you know a couple hundred bucks of cash on me all the time, all the time. It's not even wasn't even anything I'm normal. I used to be pretty good with money, even with investments back then. And so it's just you have cash on because you always have cash. Everything you do is with cash. Well, they're trying to phase that out as much as possible, and this is to bring in the cashless society. The only way to do a global reset with the currency and remove the U.S. dollar from the reserve currency of the world is to go into a digital currency. The only way to do that is to decrease the amount of cash that's in circulation to make it as minimally used as possible. So meaning pretty much they have to reach a point where very few legal accurate, true transactions are day-to-day are going to be cash. Now, you may have something big like somebody goes out and does some type of you know cash buy on a motorcycle or something like that, but those still, honestly, now are far and few between. Most people now buy vehicles because of what IRS did, the stinking pit bull of the IRS, of the Federal Reserve. They're basically the big Doberman that has teeth that enforces the Fed's basically what they want, they've gone in and said, hey, if you want to take more than $10,000 out of your bank account out in cash, you have to fill out a form. I've watched it happen with numerous contractors I know. They'll go in, they got a big, they got a big job, they got to pull cash out, they say, I need to pull out you know, $15,000 in cash. These guys are real successful. Bank teller says, okay, that's fine. Um, we need you to fill out this form, though. What form? It's basically an IRS form. It's saying what you need the cash for, and you're basically signing off that you're taking this cash out. Why do I have to fill out a form to tell you what I want to do with my money in my bank account? Oh, so this is IRS, blah, blah, blah. Can't get around it. I promise you, you will not get around it. They will not give you your money. And if you want a substantial amount of money, even if you fill out the form, they don't even have it. They don't even have it. You have to order it. I had a buddy of mine years ago, he went to try to buy a truck. He, he basically tried to do a deal in cash. It was like $85,000. It was a big, big truck deal they were doing, and they, the guy wanted in cash. And he called him up, and he goes, dude, listen, you can't. He goes, I can't get you the cash right now. He goes, what do you mean? He was telling me about this later on. And I said, well, so you could get the cash. He goes, dude, he goes, they told me I had to order it, and they told me it would be here in five to ten business days, and they could not give me an exact day because of the Brinks truck. They could not disclose that, and I had to wait between five to ten days to get the cash after I filled out the form. I said, so you couldn't get it? No. I said, did they give me a cashier's check? Of course. Bank to bank's transaction. Because see, cashier's checks will still be viable in a digital currency. I need to transfer cash. Cashier's check. Okay, cool. Sign here. Here's your check. You give it to the other person. They put it in their bank's transfer. There is no paper currency. That's where they're wanting to take it. And God forbid you try to deposit more than $10,000 in cash in your bank account. Oh, my gosh. You want to talk about getting flagged. Oh, and... Deposit $9,000 in your account over a period of a couple days, 9000 9000 9000 Oh, then they'll get you for structuring. Then they'll go in and seize your entire bank account and say, why are you putting in cash under the $10,000 basically limit repeatedly? Because that's what I've been making every day. I'm trying to deposit it so I pay taxes. Nope, that's structuring. We're putting a hold in your account now. Now you have to prove that you got the money legally in order for us to pay, take the hold off your account. Yeah, guys, this is where it's going with cash. And they've slowly tightened the noose around the entire American populace just like this on purpose. This is why they do what they do right now. So, again, 
be aware of it and understand that cash is on its way out. That's why I've encouraged everybody, use cash as much as you can still. And if you don't want to use cash, start buying things with cash that you can actually use in the future, like food buckets or like ammo or like silver eagles, stuff like that. Because pretty soon, it is what happen. The cash is going to be basically useless because they're going to tell everybody you're going to have to turn in your cash. We'll swap it out. It'll be like, you know, 40%, you know, 40 cents on the dollar. That'll be on the great reset that they're planning on doing. Just be aware of that. Also, too, in other news, the American Academy of Pediatrics is now asking federal officials to include children and COVID-19 vaccine trials. So I guess they don't have enough people sick and they haven't had the pause enough trials yet, so they now want to start adding children. They said currently none of the COVID-19 vaccines in clinical development are being tested in children under the ages of 18 years old. In the letter to HHS and the FDA, the American Academy of Pediatrics says they're blaming vocal, well-established, and growing anti-vaccine movement for spreading fear, mistrust, and misinformation about the COVID-19 vaccine candidates. So they basically want and are requesting that they bring children in to test them on, even though we know age 0 to 19 per the CDC have a 99.998% survivability rate if they contract COVID. Interesting. Baron Trump, you know, Trump's uh, youngest son, basically contracted COVID recently, and he bounced back from it almost immediately. They said, oh, he contracted it. He doesn't have any symptoms. He's doing really well. He's really young. He's healthy. He bounced right back. They said basically nothing even happened. He got it, and that was pretty much the extent of it. And so it wasn't even an issue. Now, one thing I have to say that I was very proud of is that Melania Trump came out two days ago, and she imparted on the American a message of kind of hope, I guess you should say, a little bit of truth, more than you generally hear very often. And she said, and I quote, I encourage everyone to continue to live the healthiest life they can, she wrote. A balanced diet, continued fresh air, and vitamins are extremely vital to keeping your body healthy. For your complete well-being, compassion and humility are just as important in keeping our minds strong. That's the first time I've ever heard her basically indirectly say stop wearing a mask and encourage people to take vitamins and a healthy diet. Now, a lot of people may say, oh, she's this or she's that. I don't care. I don't care about her background. I don't know what she's done in her background. Everybody's got a weird background, to be honest with you. People have done things they're not proud of. But for her to come out and say this, I have to give her an ovation on that, a standing ovation, because she at least is saying something about diet and vitamins and getting fresh air and not wearing a stinking mask indirectly. Because the more people that are in high levels of authority and are seen in the public that start making comments like this, these are the little comments that can change huge aspects of people's mindset. Because, see, I still haven't heard Trump say this. I wish he would. But, I, but it, regardless, there's no reason to get into all that right now. You guys already know my stance on that. But now we're starting to see that more people are waking up all across the country now with what's really happening, and they're starting to see what's happening. Also, to another news, as Android phones, I guess, couldn't figure out how to spy on you anymore, as we, I've told you repeatedly, to turn off your apps on your phones. Turn off your apps, turn off your permissions, because they literally listen to everything you say and do. This is why 
This is why people get so many advertisements on their phone, and people go, man, oh, whether you admit it or not, if you've left your apps on, you've left your permissions on, you will get apps, and you will get ads, and those ads will be very directed towards you. There are almost always stuff you want. Why? Because those apps, when they have the permissions on, like the microphone and the camera, and I've personally tested this before on my phone, they literally listen to what you say. They'll listen to keywords. I've done it before. You turn it on, and you start having a conversation. You have specific keywords. Oh, I want to go have coffee, and I'm going to go have this restaurant, and I want pizza. I kid you not, within 5 to 30 minutes, you will start getting ads on social media that pertain to exactly what you talked about every time. Well, now Androids have opened up a new app on their phone, basically a new permission that has introduced something called sound notification on Android phones, which detects certain sounds and alerts you as well. When sound notification is turned on, your Android phone will automatically keep a check. Oh, just will automatically keep a check on surrounding noises and alerts you if something important is happening. I kid you not. They said many of the sounds that are included in the surrounding noise update app is Smoke and fire alarms, sirens, shouting, baby sounds, doorbell ringing, knocking, dogs barking, appliance beeping, water running, landline phone ringing, and more. Now, I don't even have to go into how unbelievably creepy this is now. And it basically goes on to say here, it says, for example, if you're wearing headphones and somebody knocks on your door, with the help of sound notifications, it will begin to alert and vibrate and the flashlight will go off on your phone or your powered smartwatch to notify you something is going on. This is so beyond creepy and so invasive in your life. This is why I've told people, and I say this repeatedly, if you're having a private phone conversation, if you're having a, a private conversation with someone in person and you want it to be private, I mean real private, turn your phone in someplace safe. Like put it in a microwave that's unplugged or put it in a drawer. Put it in someplace that isn't going to listen to you. These phones are slave trackers. They monitor, listen, watch, and record every single thing you do, look, and say, and go. Now to the point, they're, going, they're blatantly telling you they're going to listen to things like shouting. So what does that mean? If you're in your house and this is on and you and your wife are having an argument, your phone is going to start alerting? There's another aspect of this that they've come out with that isn't in this article that I've heard about coming out in the next wave is they're going to say basically if they hear anything that is damaging as far as uh, violence, screaming, calls for help, that it will notify 911. That's not out in this yet, but I've gotten reports from somebody in the tech industry that that's the next phase. I'm not joking. So if there's an argument, if there's something going on, they're going to notify this. I don't know how that's going to work if you're watching a violent movie or something like that. I don't know. I really don't. But this is becoming insanely more invasive. This is why... I tell people, don't have an Aleska or these smart speakers in your house. If you have one of those in your house and you're awake, you are completely and totally doing yourself an injustice because literally every single thing you say is recorded. They've now used thousands of recordings on these Aleskas and smart home devices to track people down and arrest them and charge them with alleged crimes now because they've gone back and listened to recordings to what happened. I kid you not. This is not a joke anymore, guys. We're buying our own slave devices and people don't even realize it. If it's that, is it that difficult now to go in and 
turn your thermostat down? Is it that difficult to go change the song? Is it that difficult to turn a light switch on? I mean, really? Have we reached a level of laziness that exceeds no bounds anymore? That we cannot possibly get up and do something? That we have to have smart devices do everything from us? Like these stinking refrigerators that connect to the internet and look at what's inside and notify you what's inside? There was a meme the other day. And it said, your, your, your refrigerator will now be locked for 24 hours before the homophobic slurs you made at the dinner table last night. And I started laughing, and I went, you know what? That's going to happen. You mark my words on it. You're going to start having appliances lock you out for comments you make, and you're going to have to start self-censoring because you said something to the dinner table, and it's offended somebody in the tech industry. I mean, we already see you guys. I mean, I've already said this for years. We already see Facebook and Twitter. You saw what they did yesterday with the Biden email with his son basically going in now, completely blocking accounts, completely stopping the transmission of the account with Biden. I mean, completely stopped it, banned it, could not post it, could not transfer it, could not retweet it, couldn't send it to anybody on Twitter and Facebook, completely blocked it. It's blatant email about basically his son Hunter hooking him up with Ukraine and talking about having dinner together. Oh, that's fake news. You can't put that out there. We're blocking that now. Social media has gone completely and totally out of control, and this is why it's more important than ever that we continue to get this information out there, support alternative media for these shows. I'm telling you, it's only a couple more years. Social media will be untenable as far as news. There will be no news. If you want to get on it to keep in touch with old high school friends, whatever, that's about the extent of you're going to be able to use it. But actually getting true, factual, accurate alternative media that's true news, gone. It's done. Guys, it's on its way out. You mark my words on that right now. So be supporting alternative news that work every single day to get you this information. And again, I thank you for supporting Health Masters and everything we do. I continually am getting people that are basically sending us books, sending us DVDs. I had somebody send us a check the other day to help out for the cost of the shows. I mean, everybody knows it's not free to run these shows. And I mean, I thank you for that. This is something that is always going to be a priority to Ted and I as long as we can physically do it. We're going to keep doing the show as long as we can for all of our listeners to get this information out there and give you the real true news of what's really happening. And that's why Dad and I work so hard and all the time. I mean, like all this stuff, and I'll be honest, I'm going to address this right now. I'm not going to talk about it as far as in detail because I have no idea the facts on it. I've gotten numerous emails people have sent me about this whole transmission from the CIA whistleblower about what happened in Benghazi and basically the surfaced air missiles that were used to kill SEAL Team 6 and that Osama bin Laden was a plant and they used a body double and Iran basically blackmailed Obama into giving them billions of dollars and then they allowed the thing to happen in Benghazi to cover up the sale of the surface air missiles. I cannot vet any of that. I'm clarify that right now. Now, is it true? It sounds very plausible, I'll be honest with you, but I have not been able to vet any of that. And the CIA whistleblower that said he had all the, the transmissions, the audio logs, the papers, I still have not seen that information. Now, I'm still going to keep looking for it, and if we find it, we're going to blast it out of the water. But I'm going to let everybody know that it's emailed me repeatedly on this. I have not been able to vet any of this. Granted, it sounds very plausible, but I am not going to tell you it is facts or news at all until I can actually verify this, because that is not something we ever want to do on this show is be putting out fake news, Dad. Uh, that's well said, Austin. In fact, we personally, what I've learned is that Osama bin Laden was dead long before any of this stuff ever happened with kidney failure. So 
you know, I'm not going to go out now and basically say, well, here's what they're doing. Here's No, I'm not going to do all that. If, until we can vet it from another source, there's really no reason to put this stuff out because anybody can say anything. Oh, hi, I'm a CIA whistleblower. I'm going to tell you what happened, really happened. Well, who are they? Where's your proof? Where's your pay stubs? You know, where'd you go to school? How were you recruited into the CIA? Why, why don't we ask those questions first before we start just taking these people for what they say? Now, could all of this stuff be true? Absolutely. Was the witch of Benghazi Hillary? And I, like, I mean, I'm talking a witch here. Was she an absolute nightmare? Absolutely, yes. But guys, here's the thing. You know, Austin and I, we're not going to abdicate our responsibility to tell you the truth, to give it up. You know, like the pastors have done. You know, they've abdicated. They've abandoned or they discarded their right or their responsibility, an abdication of authority. And this is why I went into detail earlier on the show about what, you know, King Edward did. He abdicated the throne. Pastors have abdicated the pulpit. They have gone in now and they're basically telling you whatever they want, think that you want to hear, and they're not telling you what the Word of God says anymore. And so we can't do that as Christians. We can't abdicate our responsibility as Christians and pretend like those things don't mean anything anymore. Really understand it. We got to understand that. By the way, here's several different articles I want to cover. They're all posted at the Healthmasters news site. Uh, oh, by the way, one more time, it's going to be uh, St. Brower on Instagram, and I'll send you a video that we took at the Eagle's Nest in Berkshire Garden. It's a real short video, like 10 seconds, so you'll know what this place looks like, where all of this stuff, all the stuff took place we talked about in history today. Here's an article: How to Kill a Thriving Metropolis in Seven Months. New York City's COVID-19 failure. Wow. Billions and billions of dollars lost in tax revenue. And there's another article here that says, we are many, they are few. We must have non-violent resistance to the elite's COVID-19 coup. And that's exactly what this is. It's a coup. It really, really is. We have a coup going on right now. I mean, Paris is now back under major lockdown. Angela Merkel, the hardcore communist out of East Germany who hates Germany, is basically locking down Germany again. And in the meantime, we have a naked statue of Medusa, another Greek god, put up into the doggone city of New York. I guess they want to make sure they put the final nail in the coffin in New York and make sure we put as many Greek gods as we possibly can in here. And now we have Donald Trump saying that he will take a good, strong look at whether UFOs exist. Like, we already don't know that UFOs exist. Kind of like he's going to arrest Hillary Clinton a couple months before he goes in office. Guys, this is all just nonsense. Donald Trump has no intentions of going out and talking about UFOs and giving us full disclosure. He doesn't have the clearance to do that, guys, quite frankly. He can't. He'd probably take it out of office or shot. You know, John F. Kennedy wanted to disclose what happened at Roswell, and that's one of the reasons he was taken out. And he was running his mouth about what happened at Roswell to Marilyn Monroe, and that's why she was taken out. Just thought I'd throw a few little more tidbits in here that they show. Guys, I love you. I appreciate you. Another show for the record books, a wild ride today. You know, I have the honor and the privilege of praying for you, and it's my responsibility to do that. I will not abdicate that. And you guys are absolutely amazing to me. You're my friends and you're my family. Austin, finish it up. God bless you. I'll talk to you tomorrow. Yes, guys. And again, thank you for the continued support. Continue to stand your ground with a lot of this stuff. Be just contacting your local representatives, especially city and areas. You know, everything in Florida has been pretty much completely reopened. Mass mandates don't exist anymore because they can no longer be enforced, thanks to our governor. So we're blessed to be in the state. But I understand there's a lot of people in other states that are not having that same progress. And so I continue to encourage everybody. You're not alone. Stand your ground on this stuff the best you can. You know, a lot of times I've done this numerous times. I've told people, I said, listen, 
got a medical exemption, not wearing a mask. And a large percentage of the time, it works. And the thing is, the more people that stand up to this, the more people are starting to wake up. But the problem is, everybody's continuing to capitulate. And this is just another step in getting people slowly and slowly and slowly to accept what's starting to happen. So again, thank you for the support. Continue to stay prepped, keep exercising. Continue to just, I mean, even if you don't have a gym or you don't want to go to a gym, go outside and start walking. I mean, if you're physically fit to do so, do walking lunges, do standing squats, do push-ups, do sit-ups. Continue to get back in shape. The more your blood flow gets, the more that you basically exercise, the better your immune system is, the better you can fight off everything. That's why vitamin C and D3 have been so crucial and instrumental this year, I think, among the entire populace, I'll be honest with you. Because I think a lot of people have maintained a really healthy immune system because they realize what's happening. Because pretty much almost every single person I know, actually I can say this for a fact, every single person I know that has used that protocol, just vitamin C and D3 alone, that has caught COVID, literally had one of the shortest runs, a couple days at the most. Every single person I personally know, and people I've talked to on emails, get emails all the time about it. So don't allow this thing to spook you. Don't allow the media to do exactly what they're doing and promote fear porn. Stand your ground. Stay awake. Continue to speak your mind. If you need anything, healthmasters.com, the GHI Cleanse Vanilla. Great product. On sale right now. Product of the week. I put it on for over 20% off right now. So be sure to check it out on the website. We also still have another fresh batch. We just got another batch in of the organic food buckets. So everybody's still continuing. We're getting orders out. Didn't miss a beat. Also did a four-pack special on there. Buy three buckets. Get the fourth one 50% off. So be sure to check that out if you want to stock up on a few of them. Thank you for the support. Healthmasters.com. Have a wonderful night. I'll talk to you again tomorrow.